December 6th. It's windy and cold. Yes, it is. Sorry, is that where I cut in? No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm no, a little no, slow today. No. no, I mean, everybody should really just breathe in the cold air, get a good whiff of it, get let the wind hit you in the face because winter has arrived, although I think it's supposed to be back around 50 later on in the week. Yeah, but it, I mean, the wind chill today. Oh, you just zoomed out. Sorry, my phone rang. That was um, Sonia. I never get calls from Sonia. Hello, Sonia. Let me text her and tell her I'll call her right back. Um, yeah, like it's kind of brutal. It knocks the wind right out of you, pun intended. Um, yeah, it, 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 it was, oh, I can hear myself. It's not me. It's, it's Maybe you. the volume's too loud. It could, that, How's that? That's probably what it is. Yeah, much better. Okay. Um, it's going to be in like the 30s tomorrow, but not as windy. But this today is a preview of tomorrow. Although I will say this, outside of like one errant storm a couple of weeks ago, I think we're going to get through December. I think, maybe. I mean, we're through it now without like storm after storm after storm. Maybe winter is just reserving that for after the new year. I feel like this has happened like three times in a row where we barely get like winter weather until mid-January. And then it dumps on us from the middle of January until the middle of April. Agree. Which I feel like I can handle. Like I can take that. Because for me, like January, February, March goes by quick in my opinion. So like I can handle that because once we're in middle of January, I'm like, oh, great. We're almost there. Like the summer is like right around the corner. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's not right because I'm going to crush your (laughs) dreams right now because I have now uh, changed my astronomical calendar. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah astrology, astrology is Janet, who I think we've got to really rally up tomorrow. I, I, I do miss her. Um, winter, oh, I'll start with spring. Spring doesn't arrive till like a solid part of May now. When I say like spring, I mean like spring weather. Like none of this, it's 48 on May 9th around my birthday anymore. Um, like we sit in the 60s comfortably. So like that's like mid-May and beyond. The positive of that bullshit is that it seems like summer is lingering deep into September, sometimes parts of October. So everything has just like been pushed back. So you're right. I I, I think you're right. We have not gotten like big storms in uh, the end of the year and the calendar years. But then we get dumped on for like 75 solid days. And then it really takes until... April and May for winter to finally go away. So everything has just been shifted. So I think of like, do you remember when you and I hung out with opening day last year? That was like the beginning of April, wasn't it? No. Remember, uh, opening day was postponed into the beginning of May because of... Okay, never mind. (laughs) And it was fine. Like it was 60 degrees, but it was gray. And if I if I go back and check the calendar, I'm fairly certain we had much colder days than that going through May. So I don't mean to like upset you, but just know that once we get into January, we have another like 60 days of, of potentially damaging winter weather. When I say damaging, I mean Oh ups- no, I know that. Like, but I can handle 60 days compared to like, 
no like obviously like we admit that the weather has been changing where it was like it would be the beginning of november or october and we have cold weather to look forward to until like may you know where nowadays it's like you're into january and you've just got 60 plus more days and then you'll get to you know you'll get to some nicer weather the leaves will start to like bloom a little bit on the trees i don't know that's that's the way that i process it um smart goals like short-term goals you know it's it's that kind of thing you're far meteorologically optimistic than i am i am i have to be because you know maybe i need not to be because i feel like my years are passing me by really fast like i'm gonna be 32 do you remember when i turned 30 like i'm gonna be 32 when did that happen within the last two years christ i'll be 43 jesus i know I know. Did your AARP card come in the mail yet? <laughs> no, but I'll take whatever discounts I, I can get. I crack myself up. <laughs> I'll take whatever discounts. Get the sunshine breakfast. <laughs> um, like, a- Sorry, I aging, love you. <laughs> aging for me has like never really been a problem because in my 20s, I felt like I was in my 70s with all the ailments I was battling like you are <laughs> now. Yeah, um, I'm not one to talk. And I'm very fortunate that I think I've aged rather well. Yes, you um, have, because those you look very handsome in your Bane like jacket shirt pictures. Thank you, thank you. Um, just some some quick things to to dive into, and I I want to discuss the text message I sent you the other day. Um, congratulations to Michigan. I have another reason why I think they won, outside of their fans get, gathering some humility over the last couple of years. It's <laughs> it's the blue pants. They look so much better in the blue pants than the yellow ones. I suppose. I mean, the momentum is insane. I did not watch the game, and I intended to, but I just, um, I think I cut myself off from most of the world this weekend. So, uh, yeah, I missed it. And so I was bummed to see that they won because it would have been a good game for me to watch. Although they won, like, by a good amount of 42 points. 42-3. So. And, okay, let me see yeah. if, I can, if I can walk through this correctly. They beat, they scored 42 against Ohio State. They, forged, they scored 42 against Iowa. If I'm not mistaken... The young man, the Mm 16-year-old kid that was killed Mm -hmm. during the shooting, who... Also number 42. Yeah! Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, And I think the Lions paid some tributes yesterday. Um, And I did see, I skimmed through a story. I guess the Oakland County prosecutor was on Good Morning America, one of the morning shows. And she was, from what I read, irate that the school didn't do more about this kid who apparently drew, like, guns Mm -hmm. and blood. Yeah. I mean, there was just a significant amount of evidence, and I think that, I mean, this sounds like it's a groundbreaking, like, charging the parents with, with, um, what is it, manslaughter? Yeah, involuntary, I think. Yeah, is, is like, kind of like a milestone, I guess, in cases like this, um, because, like, all the way up to the day of the shooting, the parents were at the school and he still was able to remain in school. The parents said, no, I want him to remain in school. The school let him remain in school. Nobody checked his stuff. Like nobody decided to search his things. I th- I feel like we got subject to searches in my own school more than that for just like the thought of drugs or something. So um, nobody decided to search his things. I mean, the mom went as far as like telling him, um, just don't get caught like that's fine if you're looking up ammunition online just don't don't be dumb enough to get caught you know what i mean it was it's insane you 
you said what you said Friday night when we were discussing this, and I and I I applaud you for that. Um, I don't even know how much, I, and we'll see what we learn about this duo. Um, but I don't even know how much blame I can truly put on them. I mean, the obvious mm-hmm. amount. Um, but they don't seem like good parental figures. No, so, no. And they clearly just said, fuck the kid, right. we're, we're running. Or, <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're all going to be funny. able to... That's not I, funny. I think we're all going to be able to look at them and go, these people clearly couldn't wipe their own asses, let alone know what their kid was up to or stop them. That's why I'm wondering if, in addition to what you said with the charge from the Oakland County prosecutor, the watershed moment is also, oh, we are not doing this in rural schools anymore. Uh, we are going to put the thumb down because these can be problem communities and we are not going to deal with these situations with kid gloves anymore in these types of communities mm-hmm. where, sorry, but I stereotype everybody as having a gun. Um, yeah. I, the, the prosecutor said on, on that morning show, like, you can't even utter a gun in an airport. They will drag you out. And for what this kid was able to go back to class with, um, if it's all accurate and the school knew about what he was drawing and thinking about, and they sent him back to class. I don't care if the parents were like, we think he's fine. The school has to step in and be more responsible and and treat it like you can't say gun or bomb in an airport because now, like, you know, when Jen and I go out and do talks, treat every, every time like the real time, and I hope that's the watershed moment with this. No, that's exactly right, and I don't... You know, Thomas and I were talking about this and it's like, what needs to happen? I, I like consider, I don't even know this kid's name. I, Ethan, I Ethan, think it yes. is. Um, and I, like, I, he reminds me of a Kyle Rittenhouse. That's a certain kind of child. Like that's a child that comes from like not so great parenting. They were, they are probably could be labeled as at risk youth. And it's a different kind of at-risk youth than the at-risk youth you refer to when you're referring to black kids in inner city where you're worried they're going to go into some sort of gang violence. This is like, um, I hate to be controversial in saying this, but this is like a white kind of at-risk youth where you're worried they're going to go into more white terrorism, um, which is just as much of a risk. And that, but the follow-up is not as serious. Like, you know, Thomas was saying what needs to happen and, we were talking about that and he said schools need to have guards they need to have armed guards and metal detectors and i said that sounds so militant they, and he said so do. you need to tell me you did and he says so you didn't mean to tell me that you didn't grow up in a school with armed guards and metal detectors and i said you know what i certainly did and he said why are they okay for the inner city schools and the schools with predominantly black kids to have this and nobody bats an eye but for these schools with the white kids it's like oh my god if you have an armed guard or a metal detector like all hell breaks loose when they're the ones who need it the most I, um, I, I've never agreed with Thomas anything more. And again, that's the watershed moment. That I'm, <laughs> that's the watershed yeah. moment I'm talking about. Like th- this kid, like Kyle Rittenhouse is lucid and determined. And like it took a solid mind to drive across the state line and whatever else he did. Like, I think you're going to be able to look at this kid and see a completely broken, very easily influenced brain. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. And and just from the description of his parents, I think his parents wrote President Trump a letter. His mom like, did. in 2016. Yeah, his mom did. So, like, I, I imagine the household that this kid was growing up in where there wasn't going to be any kind of guidance. There wasn't going to be any kind of, okay, here's a gun, but how you here's how you use it safely. This is what you don't do. I don't ever want to see this. If you do this, I will take it away from you. Like, the same thing happened with Kyle Rittenhouse. So, this style of young man is can you imagine how many more of him if ethan and kyle's are growing up in this country that we have not come across yet it's insane like it is legitimately the biggest threat to the u.s like it just oh, is yeah. and i don't think it's it's discussed in that manner as much as it needs to be no you're right i but i will disagree that these that he and kyle rittenhouse are similar i think they're mm. they're drastically different uh, really? Yeah, I don't know anything about Kyle Rittenhouse's parents. I just think he was a gun-loving nut who wanted to fight for his country. This kid? I think you could have told this kid to lick a toilet seat that someone shit on, and he would do it. I, you know what? I'm. I would almost bet that that over the next few weeks, when there's more information that comes out about him, there may be some similarities. There's something about, and somebody said a good, made a good. Like they wrote an article about it and I'll have to share it with you. Or maybe they made a post and they're like, I don't understand what it is with gun fetishism. But like people are, there was a family, like a white family, and every single one of them had rifles in their hands. And so their holiday photo was them oh, yeah. in front of a Christmas tree with it was, a rifle. It was a congressman. And it was like, what's the, <laughs> okay, right. Like, and it was like, what's the point of this gun fetish culture? Like, what does, what, why? Yeah, that guy's getting know. that guy is getting a sale today, and the gun fetish culture goes back two hundred and fifty some years. But oh, again, yeah. I, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna disagree. I, I think Kyle Rittenhouse is totally fine. Like this kid, mm. I don't think he's fine. And when I say fine, like he's mentally with it. I don't think this kid is whatsoever. And that seemingly we can, can be traced back to his parents. Sure. Um, yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse yeah. might actually have an IQ higher than. Ethan and his parents combined. You know, yes, I can see why you would say that, especially with the illustrations that Ethan was creating, you know, regarding like shooting people in the, you know, people having bullet wounds through their heads, like those kinds of illustrations. I don't think Kyle Rittenhouse is going to go as far as doing that. But I do think that there's a certain amount of just, um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but there's just this, there's just an inability to process things correctly in your mind that is common between the two of them. Um, and it's, you know, it's just really unfortunate and it's very dangerous and it's very sad. And Thomas called it, he literally called it all the way up to those parents are probably in an abandoned house in Detroit. And I said, yeah, right. They'd probably, you know, take the highway down to Toledo or something or like end up in Ohio. And he's like, no, I guarantee they're in an abandoned house in Detroit. And sure enough, they were. Like, we woke up the next day and they were found in an abandoned house in Detroit. Plenty of places to hide. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty yeah. of abandoned places. That's what he said. And I, my response was, there's no way people are going to spot him and kill those parents. He's in Detroit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They're going to take them out. That's insane. It's, it's, it's just crazy. Um. So help me out with the text message I sent you uh, on Saturday um, about the pictures. Uh, yeah. So I thought that, okay, originally, so I I guess you, when you sent me the portrait, like you sent me the link to Etsy. And I said, you know what? I, at first I said no. I said, let's do something like a paint my life, which is a little bit more 
um, a little less Warhol. I don't know. I don't even want to call it Warhol, um, where you can send a picture of um, your brother and of Noel and of your mom, and they will put it all together in one portrait as if they had taken that photo together. And there's a lot of families that are doing that for big milestones like weddings or babies for the loved ones that have passed away. So you then get like uh, this, you know, large portrait of what your mom would have looked like holding her grandchild, you know, her granddaughter or something of that nature. And so that's what I was thinking. But then when I saw what you sent me, I was like, oh, but that's just as good. That's a great idea. Putting, I don't, I don't know if I feel comfortable putting my mom in there. That might upset. They've been known to take things Uh, the wrong way. But I think that's a great idea. But I remember you telling me how close Paul was to your mom. Right. So like get a picture of my mom, like holding Noel. So you would send in a picture of your mom and then an artist, you would send it to an artist and you would send in a picture of your mom and Noel and Paul and the artist would put them all together. So like, I'll have to send you an example yes, or please. maybe a video. Um, I've seen them before cause I think it's really nice. And I was actually considering it as a wedding gift for Thomas of a picture of him and his tux and his parents and like formal wear next to him so that he could see or visualize what it would have looked like if they were there. Now, there are some people that would be maybe upset by that because of how emotional it would make them. But there's other people who would be like moved by it and really love it. Like, I feel like my mom would. So my brother did that. My brother got a a portrait created of myself, of my two brothers and myself. And what my what Carl did was he took three different photos of all of us, gave it to the artist, and the artist combined it into one really large portrait that looked like we were all together in one room. Can you uh, ask Carl for uh, like the website and what that cost? He got it at a mall, I want to say like t- 10 years ago. We can't find the artist. We tried mm. to see if we could continue to use him, but... Uh, there's still stuff online that you could do. I think it's called paint my life or something like that. And it's pretty good. It's a good, I've seen good things from it. I have, uh, I'm not supposed to talk about the family anymore, but uh, I know. Well, there's that. And, uh, I'm just saying like, I think that this is okay to bring up. Phoenix messes me on Saturday and I called him <laughs> cause I couldn't talk. So I called him. Mm-hmm. I couldn't message him. As usual, I asked him if Paul was behaving. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix said no. And I said, well, what, what's going on? He said, Paul is not wiping his butt after he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> Are we sure it's not Phoenix? It's not, oh, Phoenix, I, how old is he? I, Phoenix is 10, and I... Oh, no, he's old enough. I broached this with Paul on, on Sunday, and Paul said, well, Phoenix knows everything. I also brought it up with my dad today. Um, he's going to investigate and we kicked around all these kinds of ideas. Like maybe they're, they're hard up with money and, you know, Paul doesn't want to waste toilet paper. Phoenix could be lying, but for anybody (laughs) listening to the podcast, I'm not talking about them right now. No, I think your relationship with Phoenix is adorable. I've honestly, I really do. Like, I love how much he just takes the initiative to text you and he messages like funny stuff. Like, I feel like he's brought some comedic relief to the podcast when you share about like something funny that Phoenix did. Um, so I, I hope, I mean, I certainly hope that things are going all right. It's, I would probably say it's funny 10 year old boy stuff more than anything. Like my nephews are obsessed with butts. 
So if you say anything but related, they will laugh. And most of the time, if they start dancing, eventually they're going to start smacking their butt, like as a part of their dance. Like it's just some weird like kid boy butt thing. Like you look like a booty head. So maybe that's what it is. Although Phoenix could also be just really mature and too mature for that baloney. So anyway. He, or he could absolutely, absolutely be telling the truth. And I don't know how we get to the bottom of that because <laughs> Paul could lie to my dad. I mean, he could easily. I told my dad that he needs to check the amount of toilet paper that's in the bathroom after Paul goes in there. But then again, Paul could just be pulling off sheets and then and then. Uh, putting it in the toilet, but not actually wiping. So I'll keep everybody updated as much as I can. So I want to know your feedback on the toilet po- toilet paper conversation. Do you feel like a thicker roll of toilet paper, as example, Cottonelle, is better than a cheaper roll of toilet paper, like maybe Angel Soft? Because I feel like an Angel Soft style toilet paper or like a cheaper, thinner kind, you get more paper than you do with Cottonelle. But with Cottonelle, they say you need less paper. Right. You know? I like Cottonelle. Um, I think it's what my mom always bought. Inquiring minds. It's what my mom always bought. It's what I buy. I usually get, sometimes I'll get the double four pack, but usually I'll get the six pack and that will last me a good period of time. We've had some, I don't know if I told you this, um, yeah, I did tell you, but not on the podcast. Dana, we, we had some, some real come to Jesus shit at work last week. Dana had to write an email how to properly use the toilet. I had to tell somebody about, I had to give them a small reply, reply all chat. And then we had to tell somebody not to come to work when they're not feeling well during a pandemic. It was totally like fifth grade shit here. But I, I told Dana, I was like, and I told Dana back in the summertime when they were fixing, they were, re, they were, remodeling our bathrooms. I said, Dana, you need to have a rule. Do not shit at work. And look, it came back to bite us. I even suggested put a, put a porta potty outside, but I would never poop at work. Never, 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 never. I have never just, I don't like go number two in public places at all, except at work only when I have like a private room to go in. So I will, if I know I have a private space to go in that no one else can like hear or see me. And I can also, and I'm comfortable enough with them to say, you might want to wait 15 minutes before you go in there. Like that's the only way that I will do that. Right. Um, but other than that, my body is used to like, people think it's, they're fascinated by it. They're like, so you don't have to go. And I'm like, no, my body literally will not allow me to go unless I'm at home. It's like, it doesn't tell me, you know how sometimes your body gives you those indicators, like you better go to the bathroom. I don't get those until I'm literally at home. Now I can be like pulling into the parking lot and start to feel them. But like, I don't get them until I'm at home. That's just, that's just how it works. And, and I'm grateful for that. Although, so you're not a girl, so you don't understand this, but I can't tell you how many times I have had to, like, I've either worked in a place or went to school in a place or just in general spent a, a amount of time somewhere where maybe their plumbing was a bit old and the maintenance man or whomever was saying or put signs in the bathroom saying, please don't flush your sanitary, your mm-hmm. like sanitary products. And I'm like, I don't know. And I, I know that this may be TMI. So anybody listening, if you don't like this kind of conversation, like pause it right now. I'm going to give him a second. Pause it. Okay. So I, have you ever like seen a used tampon? Like I'm not going to take that out and put it in the trash. You have to flush it. Oh, people, we think that's what caused the problem here last week. You have to flush it. Like you cannot 
take that out and put it in the trash. It's like the equivalent. Imagine like, I don't know, imagine like a gauze pad and it's completely saturated. What are you going to do? Put that in the trash for it to like, it will literally stink up the place in less than like an hour. And you like, you'll clearly be able to see it. You can't hide it. You can't wrap it in anything. It's embarrassing. It And it's meant to be flushed. Like it's not meant to be thrown in the trash. It's meant to be flushed. And so I have always like, I, okay, so maybe, so first of all, it wasn't me because I didn't use the bathrooms there at the times that I was there, but I would try to flush it too. <laughs> like that's cause it's, it's embarrassing to like have to take it out and put it in the trash and you have to like obsessively wrap it in toilet paper and make sure you don't get any like you know b-l-o-o-o-d on your hands and like just it's it's just embarrassing it's like traumatizing a little for women you're right sometimes the plumbing can't handle it and that was the case here in fact i had a doctor's appointment today and i had to uh, do a urine test and in much it's in much more colorful pleasant signs than what we now have up here it said, please don't flush anything down the toilet besides toilet paper. And oh, yeah. I should have taken a picture. There were like six signs, all fr- friendly and colorful. So perhaps they've had it there as well. Um, so I can say. Sit- well, do you know why that is? So when women have to do urine tests, we have to take like alcohol wipes or some sort of like body mm. wipes and wipe all around mm. our area before we actually do the urine test. So we have like we... They give you wipes or they'll say, here's some wipes or there's wipes in the cabinet. Please wipe your like lady areas to make sure it's completely clean and sanitized before you give your urine sample. It's insane because otherwise it may like it's not it's you guys have it so much easier. You have no idea. Well, I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) One final thought on this. I officially stopped pooping at places that weren't home when... Uh-huh. I don't think I was like the meme or whatever the joke was online where I was at like a friend's house. But one of the most terrifying instances is when man, woman, whoever, you flush mm-hmm. and the water starts going up, not down. <laughs> hmm. I've never had that where it flo- overflowed, oh, but I've God. certainly had it where, it, oh. no, I have never actually had it overflow on me but i have certainly like had like our toilet right now does that where like sometimes we get lazy and if we're out of toilet paper we'll use like a paper towel (laughs) and um i've had that where it like clogs itself and i'm like oh my god but it never actually overflowed terrifying feeling when that happens and you're not in your own place I feel for whoever clogged that toilet in your workplace because that's embarrassing. I don't think we know, but I have to show you Dana's email. They know. She literally was explaining how to go to the bathroom. I love Dana. Everything from going in to departing the bathroom, and it was something. Um, All right, any final thoughts? Because we've got to wrap up so I can do. I have Olivia Rodrigo tickets all this week. Oh, nice. In Detroit? Yes, Masonic Temple. Very nice. No, um, the holiday party's Friday. Yes, and I do have a plus one, so you're good to go. What time is it? That's a great question. I'm not sure. I'll probably go over. Uh, I'll probably leave here then go home and maybe change, at least take care of the dogs. I, I don't know, 6, 6.30? This might be perfect. That might be perfect for us because like you like to leave places early, and I have something else I have to do Friday, probably shortly after that. So. Okay. 
All right. Well, I will. Uh, I will text you later. See if you can't dig up any of those picture ideas. Because if I could get my mom in a picture with Noel, I think they would like that. And if they were upset by it, too damn bad. Because the yeah. intent is is thoughtfulness. So find a good picture of your mom, and then I'll send you the like how you do it. Perfect. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>